0: Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff, while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is TJ.
1: And this is Rachel, subbing for Christian, who is not on this structure of land at this time. (laughs) You mean country? No, no, he's in the country.
0: He is in the country. Oh, no, wait, no. no, he's not. Wait, he's not in he's the country. He's in Mexico. Oh, I forgot. Not in the country. I thought he was in Hawaii. Sickos. My bad. <laughs> well, he's going to Hawaii later. But yes, Christian that's is uh,
1: He's a married man.
0: Yeah, Christian got married, everybody.
1: Congrats. <laughs> Send a, a
0: few congratulations uh, his way.
1: So if you're noticing a little slowness on the Instagram page, that's why. But he will be back in action, I'm sure, soon enough.
0: If this is the first time tuning in, Uh, I should say there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But, you know, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is what the show is going to look like uh, this week. We're going to start off with our opening question, move into revealing our quote from last week, playing the quote for this week. Then we're going to talk about the news for this week, followed by talking about the new episode of Hawkeye and then ending ending it off with our topic. But this time, TJ, will you ask the opening question? Yes, I. Uh, our, our loyal <laughs> listeners know out there that I don't do this very often. Usually no, it, no. it's not my role, um, I would say, uh, but we switch things up um, just for now. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> um, uh, the question of the week is, uh, if you could dance professionally, any dance.
1: Genre. What
0: dance genre would you choose? Slash style, I guess. Genre, style, style. So like things like ballet, things like ballroom, things like crunk, hip hop. (laughs) I (laughs) would call. I would not call crunk uh, a genre. Perhaps not. I don't know if if there's a professional market
1: for it. That's the only thing. Yes. (laughs) Modern avant-garde.
0: Rachel, you start us off. What, what, What what genre of dance would you do?
1: Yeah, I would do Latin. Um, yeah, that's fun. It's got, you know, salsa, merengue, bachata. I've gone to different like dance classes and things where you get to do that style. And I've taken a lot of Zumba. So
2: Mm. (laughs)
1: that's when I first started doing kind of that style of dance just for fun. And I was like, oh, this is fun to do. So, um, yeah, if I was professional, a professional dancer, that is the style genre that I would choose to engage with. Mm. Savage. No not really though. <laughs> it's actually, pretty all right.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, Latin, all right, TJ. What, are, what do you got? Uh, this is tough because I was gonna just do ballroom generally. Um, no,
1: yeah, there is a there's like waltz, foxtrot. Yeah, style.
0: I, I mean technically, technically Latin.
1: There's Latin ballroom, there's but then, Latin then, there's, ball, but then but there's ballroom. But then there's Latin. But it's
0: not, It's not. Yeah, it's not the same as normal ballroom. Okay. Okay. Well, I would say ballroom generally. Then, um, okay. I, I've taken a couple classes like that. I'm not, I'm not much good, uh, at it. But I, <laughs> I really enjoy, I enjoy swing. Um, I enjoy, um,
1: West Coast swing or country swing uh, or both.
0: More West Coast style, <laughs> personally. Okay. Um, and then, um, oh, what is it? I, 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 didn't really like foxtrot too much. Um, I liked waltz actually. Walt, waltz was really fun. So probably waltz and, and and West Coast swing. Those are and that's probably what i do. Mm, okay. All right. All about the, the the swing and partner dancing you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're not we're not crunk fanatics like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: We don't have yeah. the hips for it. No, that's not no,
0: true. No, no. <laughs> crunking uh <laughs> requires no it, hips. Uh, if you if well, you well, want, to, yeah. if, if you <laughs> want to know what crunking is, go watch uh the end of uh which community episode is it where he's like it's like, I was I'm like, a crunk this I'm a is how you crunk. No, I don't. I can't remember which episode <laughs> that is. In. I think it's like season one, but yeah, it is season one. It's go a watch whatever episode of Community that is. <laughs> but uh, I guess, unironically, I would say hip hop. I'm very into uh, freestyle and kind of just, you know, kind of bouncing a lot more in my dancing and like partner dancing. You don't really bounce as much, or I'm just thinking Latin dancing. You don't really bounce as much because I've done that before. It's but man, you smooth. just like raves, man. <laughs> He does. <laughs> uh, you, you don't dance it right. <laughs> no, that's but why you like it. <laughs> there's bouncing
1: though. Lots of bouncing.
0: <laughs> Much uh, bouncing. But it's it's my my goal one day is is to learn how to break dance and then go to a wedding and break dance at the wedding. And nobody oh. sees it coming.
1: But what's your street name gonna be, Nate?
0: Um Slim No, it's thick shady. <laughs> thick chunk shady, shady. Chunk shady. Man. Chunky
1: shady. <laughs> fun yeah. fun fact. Um TJ and Christian, but mostly TJ calls called and still calls sometimes yeah, t- Nate chunks TJ, as a nickname.
0: TJ did explain this on the podcast and, <gasps> really? and yeah, back, back in the day. day. I
1: forgot. Well. He's not. He's not chunky. So I just want to point he that out. He is
0: not. If you've seen the photo of us, it's not photoshopped. We really are that thin. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I would just go. Maybe I would just go a solid unknown, and you know, you d- you just show up, mm-hmm. you break dance. And everyone's like, "Who was that guy?" And then you never see him again.
1: The Who ch- is the this chunkster? man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot when I was talking about my preference. For to be a professional Latin dancer I'm one well I can't remember if it's one eighth or one sixty we
0: are which we are one eighth Costa Rican one eighth Rican. Costa
1: Rican so it's that's in my right. blood people and ours we um, are
0: meant to be this way
1: <laughs> yes oh uh, okay yeah Any? did you have anything else to say about being oh, well, a hip hop I think that's, the, that's the
0: question then so we have crunk uh, from Nate mm. uh, no, I'm just kidding <laughs> Not freestyle hip hop from Nate uh, mm-hmm. little ballroom general west coast from me and then Latin from Rachel. Okay.
1: Boom, baby.
0: And as always, this will connect to uh our topic, topic. of the day. We are very good mm-hmm. at those connections. The the quote the questions and quotes always connect somehow. They do. Always.
1: They really do. Uh I also had a nickname for Nate um growing up. And that was Baby Son, because he's the youngest in our family. And he's a baby. And well, that's a little <laughs> redundant, but okay. <laughs> And uh, hey, you, you
0: nicknames for all of us.
1: Yeah, couldn't tell you why I called him that. Couldn't, really couldn't tell you, but there it is.
0: There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the, that's the question for the week. Yeah, it's time to, we got to move on to revealing the quote from last week. And uh, I'll, I'll give TJ, uh, I know we're not doing the, the guessing game anymore, but last week we did Django Fat Open Season. And we did it from Open Season. Oh. Yeah, that was. Oh that was uh for all my fans out there that one that one was me that was the one i came up with so that's the scene um it's soon after uh boog is his name the bear and elliot the deer uh have entered the wild uh and they're going around (laughs) kind of seeing everything and one of the things they see is the beavers who make this huge dam and when they stop for lunch what do they eat wood (laughs) and they trade it even though Everybody's eating the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, there's different kinds of smoked meats based on different kinds of wood. So why not in the beaver wood trading game? <laughs> you know saying, what I'm saying? You're saying <laughs> yes. They,
0: they could have burnt wood. They could have the, the, the thin wood. No, or, the, or the really different for the different trees: wood, birch hickory, you birch. You can, you can toe, tell by pine. the way it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's it. Just about deep to make track. that reference. You could tell because the way it is.
0: Mhm but obviously we, we did that quote uh, in uh we did that quote because Jingle Fett open season movie open season open word season. Play.
1: a little a little word play
0: it comes very nice, oh, oh
1: you know, another type of of wood is mesquite,
0: mhm, oh wow, yeah well, how it's true
1: <laughs> just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not great I for do like
0: mesquite seasoning. I was gonna say for all uh, would it be zoologists out there, or what do you call people that are very Knowledgeable about trees.
1: About the, about
0: trees? Botanists? Ar, maybe?
1: Ar, I'm trying to think of arborists? Arborists?
0: No, it would be but, it's it, gotta it, be a botanist. It would be botanist. For yeah. all you botanists out there, we apologize for our lack of knowledge on trees.
1: And our lack of knowledge of of what to call people that specialize in those things as well.
0: <laughs> this is true. But yes. Anyways, that is the quote from last week. It was from open season. And now we gotta move into we gotta play the quote for this week.
1: We do. One minute.
3: To St. Mark's. Uh-huh. To face it to
0: All right, that is the quote for this week. We will play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. But now it's time for us to dive into our news for this week. Oh, yeah.
1: DJ's favorite?
0: Always. The news this week, we got uh, a lot of trailers, or I should say, a couple of different trailers. Starting us off, <laughs> we got a, or tra- a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want.
0: Uh, starting us off, we have uh, the Sonic 2 trailer, which was released this week. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. I still haven't seen Sonic 1. Same, though. And I swear Same. that. It literally came out less than a year ago. It it came out 2020. And it was actually, it came out beginning of 2020. It was technically like one of the few movies that came out right before the pandemic happened. Wait, really? Yeah, it came out like January or February of 2020.
1: Oh. Dang.
0: But that's weird. I I swear it was a pandemic movie. It feels like it for some reason. I don't know. It was like, you know, if you go to like box office for 2020, you only have like a, a select number of movies. Sonic the Hedgehog was one of those movies because it came out technically before the pandemic. So is it one of the highest uh, grossing Grossing. films of 2021 (laughs) or 2020? Um, I think think it's up there, but then again, it does not have much competition. Exactly. You got to take that into
1: consideration when you think about 2020's highest grossing films.
0: Mm-hmm. but you know they're they're adding more characters they get to throw in tails and obviously the the main attraction of the sequel knuckles knuckles not the
1: red guy the evil red guy
0: yeah, yeah he's it's technically nice. uh, he, he's He's a mercenary is what he yeah, is you he, know he he's
1: not he's a he's a hedgehog for hire you might say yeah, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly or i guess continue he's an anti-hero continuing the <gasps> Anti- anti-hero trend mm, we love oh. anti-heroes okay. shadows the real he's the actual bad one. Oh, mm-hmm. uh,
1: wait is that jim carrey
0: no, Jim mm-hmm. Carrey is oh. Doctor Eggman. Was no. he in the first one? Yeah, yes. but he was oh. bald in the first one. Oh, it was so through the course of the movie that he became, he bald, became bald somehow.
1: <laughs> sad.
0: <laughs> uh, bad dieting, I hear. <laughs> no, so Maybe he's just actually, old. Shadow is actually another hedgehog. Oh,
1: so it was no. like government
0: so- experiment. Sonic was like the original, then mm-hmm. came Knuckles, and everyone was like, "What would?" Knuckles like that's Well, cool. And then Shadow came out and everybody lost their minds. This this was us growing up. Oh. Shadow, Shadow was the coolest by far.
1: Okay.
0: But yeah, it, uh, it looks like they're going to continue in the fun. And, uh, and we got James Marsden back. That's the most important thing. <laughs> Cyclops himself. Cyclops, as long as he's in the movie, it's a good movie. Changed my mind.
1: That's true. I, yeah, because sometimes they don't always come back for the sequels. But he did.
0: Mm-hmm. Way to be, James. Way to be. So yeah, I just think it's a good thing because, you know, there is this, uh, I, I shouldn't say rumor. I Actually, rumor is not the right word or it's the this myth or almost just kind of like a phrase that all video game movies are terrible. Expectation. <laughs> and, it, you know, if you look back in history, there was a lot of bad video game movies. If any of you, if any of you, if any of our listeners out there have seen the original Mortal Kombat, it's not We're good. We're sorry. It's, it's, it's very not good. But the thing I is hear so, the remake is also not good.
1: <laughs> that does happen sometimes.
0: But, you know, there, there's been mostly, most people most prefer people to, to video game movies as disasters. But I don't know, I think in the last decade or so, we, we've seen some video game movies that have worked. Well, especially, uh, I know this is controversial, um, but Prince of Persia, I think, worked very nicely. And I very much mm. enjoyed that.
1: I also enjoyed Prince, Prince of Persia. I didn't think it was stand out, but I.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: I but you fine. know, think about uh, Detective, Pikachus, Detective uh, Pikachu. Detective uh, Pikachu, <laughs> yeah. Pika Pika. But, anyways, the Sonic 2 trailer. Moving forward, though, we got uh, this is a, actually speaking of video games, we got a trailer for a video game, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. This kind of just came out of nowhere, and they released a, a cinematic trailer for it. It's a, a new upcoming. Uh, Star Wars video game that looks to be, uh, uh, it's not open world, but it looks like you get to travel to different planets and kind of explore. Uh, it's take, it takes place in the High Republic era, kind of that whole, uh, kind of just uh, in, I would say, Lucas LucasArts Publishing, they're kind of following this era, which takes place around like 200 years, roughly before The Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. so they released a lot of books and comic books and uh, just a, a whole lot of media behind it. But this looks to be the first video game Within this uh, High Republic timeline,
2: mm.
0: not gonna lie, I, it didn't look good. No. Really, I it felt really weird. It didn't feel like a Star Wars thing whatsoever. Like the music. Oh, you you and weren't you weren't a fan of the, all the guys drumming cinematically? <laughs> no, yeah. See, the drumming wasn't. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a Star Wars movie. This seems like a Dune or like a I don't know, like a historical civilization s- four. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I, I was getting much more of those vibes. Um, just, yeah, I feel like I'd it not felt enjoying. a little
1: darker than traditional Star Wars, maybe. It didn't seem...
0: Yeah, it was dark.
1: It didn't seem, yeah, quote, quintessential Star Wars, but uh, it, it looked interesting. Like, yeah. Interesting storyline. Like, who are all the drummers? Who is that, <laughs> who's that strange man with a bare back that hasn't turned around? What's going to happen during the eclipse? You yeah. have to play the video game to find out.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just I wasn't excited for it. I don't think it's going to be super, because it's supposed to be very open world, esque right. Like, uh, oh yeah, you get to you, you, you are, you are allowed to you play as different characters. Almost kind of like I guess Kotor in a little bit, yeah. in a sense like that. But something that I think, well, it did look, you know, not like Star Wars. You know, we we talk about it all the time. We want something different in Star exactly. Wars. Exactly, you
1: can't have both ways, TJ. <laughs> so,
0: well, it's not that it's necessarily. Um, different, well, I want something new and I do like the new, but I just didn't like the feel of this. Like I just did not get star Wars vibes. I got civilization in star Wars universe. So similar to, well, not similar to, cause this is, this is the thing is like with the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is the same way, you know? Um, but it's different in that it, it still feels like star Wars-esque, whereas these guys just drumming like i i just didn't i just didn't get star wars vibes i got kind mm-hmm. of like earth vibes cuz the whole thing about star wars and the music behind star wars is space kind of Intergalactic. odyssey
1: galactic
0: right the, the final frontier the final frontier, the final frontier, <laughs> might frontier. Say. um so this one this trailer i didn't feel like did a, a good of a job in making it feel very spacey Let's i just don't in think the mu- yeah the music and the the shots didn't feel like star wars
1: it'd be interesting to see if the game itself uh how does that feel as well? That's true, because
0: yeah. you know the it's sometimes hard to tell with like cinematic trailers because they're not gameplay at our gameplay right. at all, so you don't really know what to expect. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, it's an interesting new concept that yeah. I could see myself getting behind. Uh, we got to move forward though too. switch our last bit of news. You know, not not a ton of news this week, but also another trailer. We got our first, it is a trailer, because it's two and a half minutes. We like to bring this up because they'll be like, the release, and then it's like a 30-second teaser. False
1: advertising, baby.
0: (laughs) We got a a full-length trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't
0: a fan of this trailer, to be honest. (laughs) Same. (laughs) You guys, (laughs) you
1: naysayers. That's fine. I'm going to go see it by myself. I have a great time. Actually, I won't. I'll bring some with me.
0: <laughs> it just felt a little. It was just kind of weird. I'm not. Yeah, it, it was. It was a very strange vibe. Like, especially, I felt like you know, coming off of uh, what was the second, the Crimes of Grindelwald. The crimes that's, of that's, the- that's what it was called. You know, it was very much this dark tone, and it's like Grindelwald is here, and he's gonna murder millions of people, and you only ended very much in a dark place.
1: It did. And then yeah. you
0: watch this trailer, and you're like, everything's great in the Wizarding world. <laughs> it's, right. No,
1: it's not. It's not, a, it's, I, but I liked that it was more lighthearted than the ending. It's like, oh, there's hope. And Dumbledore brings hope with his ragtag army of misfits. Well, yeah. and
0: that, that was the thing that I think, I think maybe it was less the trailer and more just what it seems like they're going with with the movie. Cause I'm kind of like, wait, it, it kind of felt very, uh, what is it, like a heist movie? It's like, Grindelwald's out there, biggest, baddest wizard of them all. And what are we <laughs> going to do? It's like, how are we going to defeat him? And it's like, with a little help from some old friends. <laughs> uh, uh, and so it's like you get the team together. It's like the the zoologist, the, uh, I don't know what any of the others were, <laughs> but it was very much a very heist uh, movie. Like we're assembling a crew. We're going to go and assassinate get a team. We're ha- going to rob every wizard, <laughs> every wizard bank in Wizard City. <laughs> at the same time uh, <laughs> <laughs> except, that was, except they could actually do it because they have magic oh so yeah that, I think it's more just the general mm. story um that I'm a little worried about from this trailer
1: I'm not worried I thought it looked I see what you're saying now but I didn't I didn't it didn't feel overt to me in watching the trailer it just I was just excited it looked exciting and fun and I really want to see it wow and I, I felt the Harry Potter vibes I felt them it felt like Harry Potter films. Then
0: <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> they did uh what's it called? They had the introduction or they, they showed his Dumbledore's brother Aberforth yeah, in this Yeah, That's interesting too. Which don't they have a they 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 Dumbledore and his brother fight and then murders their sister, right? That right. happens in the books, right? Yeah, that already happened. Um like Did they murder her or
1: was it alleged?
0: No, so somebody like Grindelwald, Aberforth and Albus, one of they were just all fighting each other and within it, one of them accidentally killed her mm. and Dumbledore thinks it's him.
1: I see. But that
0: has already happened before, the secrets of Dumbledore movie.
1: But maybe it'll come out because it is about his secrets after yeah,
0: all. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Also, I it was really weird seeing uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, that that was another thing because obviously this yes. comes back off the, the recasting after everything happened with Johnny Depp or that whole lawsuit yeah. with him and Amber Heard, he was basically canceled and recast with Mads Mikkelsen. Mm -hmm. I did not get, I felt like it was a completely different person, because it is a different person. (laughs) Well, you're right. (laughs) But uh, he just did not look like what they had him look like in the previous movie. Like, they make his hair all straight now, and like... Right, I know, so it's like Johnny Debs (laughs) Grindelwald is this really freaky looking guy. Yeah,
1: white haired, yeah.
0: (laughs) The two two different eyes. But then this is just like, I'm just kind of a bad
1: guy. I mean Mads is always villain, so that's not a stretch, but he's a different kind of villain than John, Johnny Depp would have been. Right. So that'll be interesting to see how that's uh, right. portrayed. I'm not
0: sure if it's fitting, but we'll we'll see. We'll, but we'll see. see. Mhm. But yeah, it's just I'm I'm taking a look at him right now. I couldn't say you couldn't even put him side by side of me like, "Oh yeah, this is the same guy" because you can barely see his messed up eye, too. Right. But <laughs> I don't know, everybody's getting a makeover for, for, for the new the new movie. Everybody. Everybody's talking everybody's about it. Talking <laughs> about. I think my biggest concern, though, with this movie is uh, it's three out of five. And very much with part two, which hardly advanced anything along or hardly anything happened. I'm afraid they might pull a repeat in that and be like what's the secrets of Dumbledore? And then maybe one thing happens and you're like, you got to watch the next two movies for this to actually make sense. <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. Cause they are making two more after this five total, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They're supposed to, I, I've actually been doing my own studying. And a lot of people have actually been very, very dissatisfied with the fantastic beast movies overall.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so there's, there's some worry that if this one doesn't perform well, they might just pull the plug,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: at this point, I don't see how it's going to perform well when, there's nothing. I mean, it's not like the Harry Potter movies where he keeps going back to school year after year and then eventually Voldemort comes back and is always after something like
2: mm-hmm.
1: this
0: is very much just the bad guys out there. How many, do do? how many
1: movies will it take to defeat Grindelwald? I think is the real question. Yeah, Because if they have that as their focus, then that can perpetuate the storyline. But you guys, I'm excited for it. So Man. I'm sorry, Nate, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you
0: know, <laughs> si- similar to how we talk about we want to see lightsabers in Star Wars and how that's like a fundamental thing. Give what? Oh, good- uh, <laughs> sorry. Lightsabers, yeah. I heard yes. lightsabers in Harry Potter for some but, reason and I was like, I, I don't want to see lightsabers no. <laughs> in Harry Potter. But like, no, we, we always you? mention how like, I- even if you do the-, the bare minimum in Star Wars, just put in a good lightsaber fight and be like, that was cool. I feel like in Harry Potter, if you're going to do the bare minimum, just put in like a legit cool duel, and it'll be like okay. If, even it'll if anything enough. else was bad, it'll we'll be like they had a cool duel at least. Yeah, and there was one scene in the trailer where there was like this one. I can't remember. I think was it between Dumbledore and that? then uh, his the secret brother, who's played by the Flash, whose actor's name. L- uh, I'm no no no, no, no okay. not that guy. Um,
1: oh yeah, Credence actor.
0: is the character's name. Credence. Ezra Miller. Ezra, oh, Ezra oh, oh, Miller. No, it was oh. like it was like five people and this one wizard was just like. Reckon all of them. And that looked really cool. Because I think that's that's all I've wanted, <coughs> which we have never gotten in a well, Harry I've Potter movie, wanted. is this mm-hmm. suit really cool, intense. Because um, yeah, even duel. like in I think like Deathly Howls, the like even though like they're both at their prime <coughs> Harry and Voldemort, they're they're still like they're kind of more just running away from each other than just straight right. up dueling. And you know, mm-hmm. with this time era, it's like you have adults that have been practicing magic their whole lives. And now let's see them duke it out, you know? One of
1: them hasn't been raised from the dead. One of them is not like a 17-year-old boy, so it could be. So
0: this is the time where they can make an epic wizard duel. But whether we get a giant duel, (laughs) we'll we'll have to wait and see. Like between Dumbledore and Voldemort in number five, which is by far the best duel in the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Except Mm -hmm. I did like Harry's duel with Quirrell. (laughs) 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 Why use magic when hands can do the trick? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh,
1: Well, he a squib. Quidditch, Quidditch. Quidditch. Quirrell wasn't a squib. No,
0: I thought he was a, squib. a professor. He that doesn't just his magic. Mm. Filch is the squib.
1: No, he is a squib. <sighs> it's yeah. been a long time since I read the books, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. But you
0: just have to remember when Quirrell jumps and like, like, supermans his way towards Harry <laughs> and, then yeah, and then tries and to <laughs> choke him, and then tries to choke him to death, even though he could have just avada kedavra'd him. Um, but who are we to judge Quirrell? <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't making the best decisions if That's you're going to let a uh, Dark Lord grow out the back of your head.
1: <laughs> strange man.
0: But that wraps up our, our news for this week. It's time to dive into our next segment, which is talking about Hawkeye episode four. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be listening for this segment <laughs> since I have not uh, seen any of the Hawkeye episodes. So carry on.
0: Uh, just a quick tidbit of information: Hawkeye is the least watched uh, Marvel series to to come out so far. Really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's gotten the la the least amount of people who seem to care about it. I would, I it, would peg What If actually interesting because I I, feel oh, like, I think it's of the live action. Oh, of live action. Okay, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, to be one. Uh, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode. I'm, I mean, this series is so far still not hitting the mark for me. Um, I really hate Kate and Clint's relationship. Wait, you really hate their relationship? Like it I don't know if it I don't know if it's their acting or if it's more just the script writing. But I I freaking hate how she saw us like I'm your partner we're, we're supposed to be partners and, and and Hawkeye's like no we're not we we never have been and I tell you this every single time and <laughs> a Hawkeye's just a kind of a jerk well, he's he's old he's got a family he's tired he, he's too old for this crap he's too old <laughs> he's too old <laughs> but yeah no it, that's what's weird about it to me though is like Hawkeye was always like kind of a fun like go to guy in all the other movies I think I said this before and so like the fact that he just seems like so bitter, or not even bitter, just kind of like uh, I don't, don't want to. Uh. You do have to take into account that he lost his family and murdered people for five years. I like mean, that sp- takes specifically a toll. Specifically, <laughs> murdered people.
1: It takes a yeah, toll. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I get it. It just it just doesn't seem to fit very well with.
1: It's a sharp contrast from what he was.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I I can agree with it. it. Can kind of be annoying when Kate's kind of just like, oh, I'm gonna force my way into your life, and you're just like, you're making yeah. my life miserable. But I think they have a fun dynamic, like the whole Christmas party scene where she's like, okay, we're going to do Christmas movies and plan how to take out that. Like, I think that dynamic when they're kind of having fun with each other and kind of messing around, I think that's a fun dynamic. I enjoy it. But I do have to say, like, when it gets to the more serious things, it can be a little annoying. Especially the ending of this episode, I'm like, "Yeah, that's cheesy." Just yeah, like, "Go was, home." It's like, <laughs> <"Go> "Fly home, go <laughs> <laughs> home to your mothers and fathers."
1: Newsies, ladies and gentlemen,
0: TJ's been quoting that <laughs> all week,
1: and then I've been quoting it
0: because <laughs> anytime we're in a crowd, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I, I got very much of "Fly home, buddy." Yeah, I work alone, I work alone. and it just didn't seem to fit because, like that, like the last two episodes, he'd been like, "Yeah, we're friends, and it's all chill," and then all of a sudden, he's like, "No, go home." I just they're still
1: working through stuff.
0: I think they're trying too hard. I think they the writers have just made both of them try way too hard. They Like, they're making uh, Hawkeye way more grumpy than he needs to be, and they're making Kate Bishop way more whiny than she needs to be. So they're at extremes. Yeah, I, I feel like it could be more natural, and it feels a little forced. Um, I also, this is what's I'm getting me ticked. I, I'm also hating um, how they're ending every episode with, like, this intense cliffhanger but then it's not an intense cliffhanger because it just like it's like the yeah, i guess the beginning of this episode because it has a cliffhanger of the sword to hawkeye's throat yeah, and then and two like, seconds it's what's like- gonna happen and he's like oh it's an avenger oh yeah we're chill and it's just like wait what and so that's what i feel like is the same thing with elena or she like jumps off and you're like oh no she's bad and then you know in the next five minutes see here's the thing it's just, just like if people really want i guess this this takes away the the, the, the art of storytelling because you have to have a conflict in the story to make it interesting if everyone just emailed one another instead of trying to murder people immediately, would be like, hey, did you actually kill my sister? be like, no, I didn't. Well, this- what's he going to say? He's going to say no, even if he did do it.
2: <laughs>
0: but I don't know. I, it's just, you know, if people just sat and talked things out, it would have been a lot simpler. But then we wouldn't have the entertainment of people punching each other. It's yeah. true. I guess I'm just more, I I kind of feel like... I don't feel like there's any stakes in this one, though. Like, I'm not trying to fi- figure out anything or stop anything. Well, I don't know. We, we, got more of a, we, we got more of a hint about his wife, Hawkeye's wife, being uh, even more of a secret agent. Or am I confusing that with episode three? Yeah. No, where, where was it? Are you talking about her just figuring out stuff? No, because it was uh, the watch. Well, the watch, I don't think that's referring to her. You, you don't think the watch was referring to his wife? Because, like, in uh, Maya's apartment... She had the list of all of Hawkeye's family. Well, I thought that was just uh, coincidental. I don't like. Mm. I don't. I don't think the watch is referring to his wife. I think the watch is referring to. Really? Because you you didn't think anything from that line when she spoke spoke a different language perfectly to Hawkeye and seems and she seems so familiar with all of his tactics. Oh like, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a good point actually. Sounds I just, pretty just suspicious <laughs> to, to me. To, to, to assume the wife has nothing to do with it, you but the wife always has something to do with it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I guess it's just more kind of like from the beginning of the the first episode kind of thing. I just feel like the overarching plot hasn't been very compelling. Like, what are they supposed to do? It's like, it's like, oh no, everyone thinks Kate's Ronan. So what do we need to do? We need to, uh, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like, what do we do? Kill all the tracksuits? Well, we can't do that. Oh, we need to get the suit back. And it's like, well, why, why do we need to get the suit back? Or there's just no goal that I feel like they're going towards. You know what I mean? I guess I can understand that. Yeah, I just don't feel that like at least in WandaVision, it's like what the heck is going on in the city? Uh in Loki, it's like, oh no, we gotta get the the variant Loki. What about Falcon Winter Soldier? Falcon Winter Soldier, we gotta get the flag smashers, stop them. Mm-hmm. Like there's this over whereas like Hawkeye, it's like we need to stop cake we Come need to get killed. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> Hey, you track suits, you you stop. <laughs> you don't attack us any. It's like there's not really a, a solid goal kind of thing. Like, it's not like we need to take down the organization. I, yeah. So just, as usual, as our listeners know, I get disappointed by all <laughs> Marvel things. Which and you is, shouldn't find disappointing for TJ at all, because this has been a, a reoccurring pattern. Yeah. So this Indeed. is the norm now. My norm is just unhappiness
1: when it comes
0: to Marvel shows, except for what if it what if was glory. I, I do have to say, though, <clears throat> I was right. The wife is evil, you know? Uh, no, it doesn't say yeah, that she's necessarily. She, after Hawkeye shows up, she's like, hey. Please call me back. I need to talk to you about something urgent. After Avenger shows yeah. up to her, she's evil, man. The wife, well, the I, wife is evil. I uh, think I'd say the mom is evil. The the mom mom way Well, she could Wolf. be, but I think it's in a different evil than we realize. I'd hope she's bad because she definitely looks bad. <laughs> she I gives off the bad I vibes. I don't bad. like her. I like Jack more than I like her. I'm like Jack, I want Jack to Jack. do. I, you don't know how much I had to refrain from doing that last week because <laughs> I knew they wouldn't. Krishna and Nate wouldn't understand.
1: I did it this time. It's from Piya. It's friends.
0: Um, yeah, so I hope she's bad, and I want Jack to be good because I'm like Jack's cool, <laughs> even though he's a criminal. <laughs> criminals are cool. Wait, just kidding. No, criminals are tight. That's not the right message.
1: <laughs> it depends on the criminal, yeah. anyway. Stealing's not cool.
0: I still think we're set up for a reveal of the the uncle or the boss of the tracks tracksuits. I, I think it's gonna be Kingpin. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Everybody's like, "Oh, Kingpin's gonna be revealed soon." Which again is another one of my issues. I'm like, we have two episodes. What what are they gonna do in them? Like, oh, my guess is, uh, Elena will attack him again, and then they'll tell her the truth. Be like, I didn't kill. I didn't kill Black Widow. You're listening to a crazy government agent that's probably in league with Kingpin or in the league. Uncle. Yeah, All I, some sort of conspiracy to take down Hawkeye because he's a low threat Avenger. Right, and and see, I think that's more my issues. Like, there just needs to be something like. Wait, why are they, there just needs to be something like, why why are they after me? Or like, why are they after Kate? Why are they after Ronan? Like, but there's none of that. It's just like, oh yeah, they don't like me because I killed a bunch of them. (laughs) And now we just got to, you you know, not die. Like, there's no past that he's dragging up. It's just more kind of like, ah, I got to deal with this. (laughs) But it's, what can I say? I'm getting what I expected and... The LARPers did is. return, though, TJ. There was a point to the LARPers <laughs> no, in there was two. no part to the LARP. They came back <laughs> for, we need you to get something from the evidence locker. And it's like, okay, but you have to do something for us. What? Okay. We get to come to your house and have Christmas fun. And <laughs> it's like, what? The LARPers are so useless. <laughs> I, uh, Anyways, I'm... Very, uh, uh, very uh. frustrated. It's fine. I, I live in <laughs> continual disappointment with the MCU now.
1: There are purists, and then there are ultra purists, and then there's TJ. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm just a purist for the story. And hey, the good news is we're getting far from, or no way home, as I like to call it, home on the rain next week. So maybe, maybe Marvel can finally redeem itself um, in right. phase four. I am going to say, uh, yeah, we'll be covering that next week. But for all you people out there, don't spoil No Way Home. Like, just please don't. Like, Nobody likes those people. Especially, like, don't, don't just post random photos of major moment in the movie. Because that ruins it for other people. Don't so,
1: be a jerk.
0: Quotes and stuff does not support spoilers. <laughs> Even though we do it.
1: <laughs> but we give you fair warning.
0: That's true. And it's much easier to not listen to a podcast. Than it is to not see a picture on someone's Flash feed. Flash up on your
1: IG. Uh, spoilers in this upcoming podcast, by the way, guys.
0: Thanks. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Anyways, that wraps up our thoughts on Hawkeye episode four. It's now time for us to dive into our topic. Uh, we decided to take a look at the new, newly released rebooted West Side Story directed by Steven Spielberg. And, and you guys know, we, we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast before. We did a quote from West Side Story. We did a quote from West Side Story. We've talked about it. Even Christian likes West Side Story. Even
1: Christian. Um, That's I saying think something.
0: think of, of us three brothers, I am maybe the biggest fan. Yeah, because you. would... I had, think uh, so. The, TJ once got sick one weekend with... Uh, Not a weekend, like a week. Uh, a week. <laughs> TJ once got sick for a week. And he and probably watched uh, West Side Story, I think, like 30 times. Many times. But I you,
1: you fast forwarded the love scenes, though, didn't you? Yes. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I usually did. Those okay. were less uh, not compelling. Um, <laughs> you so were in elementary school, yes, when this no, happened? No, this was the, junior like, high. High t- school.
0: T- 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 high school, yeah. Teacher was in high school. T- 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 yeah,
1: Oh, um, high school,
0: yeah. But I did wa- we did watch it as a kid, and I also skipped through the love scenes <laughs> then, too. And we had it on good old VHS. Oh, VHS, back in the days we when did. VHS worked.
1: I'm pretty sure we still have it. Oh, no, maybe we got rid of it. No, I no, I think we, we have it. it. It
0: just doesn't... Somewhere. We can't play
1: it. You might say... Somewhere.
0: <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> TJ brought it home for us. Okay, I, I am going to say last time we did something on a musical episode, and it was... Uh, TJ and Rachel, there was a lot of <laughs> singing involved. Well, and so I'm going okay, to. I'm but, going, but I was in a much better mood about the that th- musical. That is true, but that for, was for, Robin
1: Hood. <laughs> if you want to go back and have a listen to our, for, for, no,
0: for no, no, that was in the height.
1: No, but we did Look it. at the fireworks with the fire. Yeah, I feel like we did a lot more singing so you, for Robin Hood than we did, thing, for, did into for Into for the Heights. We did.
0: You did it for both because I was there.
2: <laughs> Nape, okay. I was there and I had,
0: I had to listen to them both. So for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to ask that we keep the singing to a zero. Uh, how about a 1.5?
1: Listeners, prepare yourselves. Anything could happen.
0: Uh, a 0. 0.75. Deal. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will pull the plug if there's too much. In this episode, will never come. I will be kicked <laughs> off the podcast and again. Then, and then TJ starts his own podcast. As of how I was kicked off. Of quotes and stuff.
1: Those chumps.
0: Qu- quotes and stuff too with TJ. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, yeah, so West Side Story. Obviously, the night the nineteen. It was originally a nineteen fifty seven Broadway play that was then made into a motion picture in nineteen sixty one, and now exactly si- exactly sixty years later we got uh, a rebooted version of it, or I guess no, it's, it's the same story because they, they do the same things, but... A remake. Yeah, there it is. That's the term. And let's be very clear. Um, we, we've given a lot of uh, hate on remakes and things in the past. Um, one of the big issues that we've talked about is the amount of time that goes into one. 60 years, I think, is an acceptable amount of time before a remake. Um, did I think West Side Story needed to be remade? No, but I wasn't against it either. I was actually very, very excited for, um, for this movie. I love the trailers, uh, and I love the music. I love I, I the story. So I came in with great expectations, um, and, and I wasn't angry that it was a remake. So for our um, listeners out there, I'm just saying that right now. I was not angry that it was a remake.
1: That it was being made.
0: <laughs> okay. For someone that uh, has never heard of West Side Story, someone give a little bit of background about it.
1: Adrian? All right,
0: So it's uh, the musical, it's kind of like a musical version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, basically, it's a a tragedy. Which means it has a really, sorry, I guess, spoiler alert, it's sad, (laughs) it's sad. Um, And so it takes place uh, on the west side of, uh, in New York City. Uh, I don't know New York City well enough to know exactly where the west side is. Um, But it's between two rival gangs, uh, the Jets, who are kind of the kids that grew up in the west side and then the sharks who are puerto ricans who have immigrated and they hate each other and then one of the former founder or the one of the founders of the jets uh who's no longer a jet he's kind of moved on Mm -hmm. uh has fallen in love with the sister of the leader of the sharks and so naturally that creates some problems
1: extra tension
0: extra tension and as things usually go in tragedies it ends
1: Not tragedy. (laughs) Although there's one less, at least one less death in this version than the OG Romeo and Juliet. Yes, this is
0: true. This is true. Yeah. So that's a a pretty good introduction. Yeah, it's basically a musical version of uh, Romeo and Juliet, but set in New York City
1: in the fifties originally. In New York,
0: and uh, uh, I would say something I I was concerned about, where I thought they would do is kind of make it more in the modern day because you know it's a modern remake. But no, they kept the, the time frame the setting the same as, you know, in the 1950s. And so there is a lot of immigrants that have just come in from New York
2: mm-hmm.
0: to New York. Not from. Yes, that's what I meant. No, <laughs> I will say uh, it certainly didn't. Uh, the streets and the lighting and the cinematography certainly did not look 50s
1: I feel like they gave a nod to that, but obviously it's updated.
0: It, it's, it's better quality
1: than I, I, it was yeah, then. Yeah,
0: I think that's the hard thing sometimes when we get, uh, I guess, period pieces and they sure. set them at a certain time frame. It's hard to really believe it because we're seeing it with a modern camera so everything right. looks clear.
1: But I still think I still think there was a little bit of that vibe vibe in some of the lighting and probably placement of things. So
0: I think it was just the Rebel... Uh, it just looked like a war zone <laughs> to me, whereas there wasn't that as much in the in the original.
1: They're a little more clean in the original.
0: Yeah, it was a little more like, oh, people actually do live here. It's not like all destroyed.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sorry. Do you have some questions for us tonight, or are we just we're just gonna go into it?
0: Well, I was gonna say, obviously, let's start. Let's, let's talk about the most important piece. Let's start with the music of this. I would say, obviously, they. They don't really change anything, you know. You occasionally, in these updated musicals, we'll get a new song. Um, in the Aladdin movie, we got a, a new song from Jasmine, but <laughs> they don't—they don't change any of the music in this. It's—it's it's all the same songs.
1: Just placement of some—at uh, least one of the songs was changed. "Cool" happens at a different place than it does in, right. the, in the movie. Yeah, but I mean the, the overall first
0: movie. The overall music is. Um, it is very quintessential um like Dang. i think a lot of people you, you hear the music growing up um usually just instrumental or stuff and you don't realize that like oh wait this is west side story until like you watch west side story um and i and honestly i did not have any problems uh with the music uh, in this one like it's just they were very true to the form uh actually they were even uh, more true to the to the stage um adaptation Adap- or not the stage adaptation, the original play, (laughs) um, the original musical, um, including kind of the timing of songs, um, and different things like that. Uh, and, and if, if, I mean like 100% honest, I think uh, a lot of these actors were actually much better singers than what we got in the original, uh, um, movie, um, specifically Maria.
1: Maria was killer. And as far as I know, everyone sang themselves, like, Maybe they were auto-tuned a little bit, but (laughs) some of them, (laughs) but, um, like there was no dubbing of the singing voice like there was for both Tony and Maria in the old one. So that's pretty different.
0: Which was nice.
1: Yeah. Music was great. It was compelling as always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad it's kind of a, I guess not really a shout out, but to the original composer, composer, Leonard Bernstein. You know, just kind of with well, lyrics by Stephen Sondheim.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, oh no, Sondheim didn't get to see it before he died, but like they had it ready before.
0: Yeah, he did get to see it. Yeah. they said. Yeah. but just to just still keep all of, I think the iconic music moments in there is kind of something like you know, because I would say West Side Story is a classic, and so to keep, you have to mm-hmm. keep those moments classic and changing them up. I think would have made a It'd a been, much different story. Might have been way right. too much. And no, I, I think they. It. I think they're they're trying to say that they added a new song with the song that the the puerto Rican the sharks say right at the at the very oh, beginning. At the very beginning they oh, that's kind of, right kind they of sing a kind of like a national kind of song,
1: but it didn't feel out of place. It wasn't like what no. they put in a new musical number, you know,
0: but I think they I think they did that 'cause Low you key. you have to have a new song in a musical movie in order to be nominated for oh, certain really? uh, awards, oh. so that's why in that's Aladdin, why that. in in is. Like in every movie musical, they always have a new song wait, wait, because he ha- that's the only way to be nominated. What was the new song in Les Mis? Uh, it was the song that he sings after he gets Cosette, like when they're in the, in the stagecoat, like, like driving back or something. He's like, uh, I've never felt this way before. <laughs> okay. oh, and then okay. they have to do this really intense escape. I don't, sure, I don't, I don't need to review Les Mis right now. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> we're talking about West Side Story, but I did, West Side, okay. I did ask
1: you a question. That's fair. Okay.
0: Uh, We got to move into, uh, let's talk about, I guess, casting choices and characters in this, because obviously you have the main characters of Maria and Tony, Mm -hmm. and then you also have uh, all the side characters, which is essentially you have the Bernardo, who is the leader of the Sharks gang, and then Riff, who is the leader of the Jets gang. Mm -hmm. And then you have, uh, I would say, the other key, the other two key important characters are uh, Anita, who is Bernardo's girlfriend, and then the shop owner. Uh, Valentina, which is a change from the original film, Doc, Doc in the in Doc was originally the shopkeep owner, but in this story they have uh, Valentina be his widow in this, yes. which was uh, I think a significant change in the story. And the person who plays uh, uh-huh. her is Rita Moreno, who is the original Anita in the 1960s version. Yeah, I looked it up. She's 90. I was yeah, wondering dude, how ancient, old she was. But she's 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 looking good.
1: Yeah, she is looking good for 90. That's for sure. Um, I also appreciate that they had the people, you know, the, the cast members that were supposed to be Puerto Rican were all of Hispanic descent <laughs> instead of uh, browned up as, as was more the norm at the time. Um, and I mean, like those actors all did great in the old in the version, but, you know, they weren't. That was a little insensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely something I appreciated about the casting.
0: And, then, uh, and I mentioned this as well already Maria um Rachel Zengler I think uh was fantastic in this one like
2: yeah uh, I didn't dislike role.
0: Natalie Wood um in the first one but I think Rachel Zengler just took it another step and she she just killed it with her voice and then uh the emotion she was expressing I, I she was she was incredible
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: she was 18 when they filmed the when they did filming. me. So she's, she's young. This is her nice breakout job. role. I, yeah, and she killed it.
0: I, I also looked it up. She actually started on YouTube just like singing covers and stuff. And then out of like 38,000 applicants, she got chosen. And so <laughs> there's still a chance for me.
1: Gotta <laughs> 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 work on that YouTube channel.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I would say in addition of that, I think the other, at least... Uh, Actor that, or a character that had the the stand up performance, or I thought did really well, was uh, the actress that played Anita. I really felt yes, both mm-hmm. Maria and Anita in this film were probably the what's Anita's name? We were just saying it.
1: Oh, it, oh. Uh, the
0: actress's name. It's uh, Ariana. Ariana. Yes. I can't remember her last name. <laughs> Ariana de Debois. 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 <laughs> Depends on oh, who. We we're we we're sorry for the mispronunciation. I'm going to say Ariana Du Bois
1: for consistency for now. But
0: I think. Both her, yeah, and Rachel Ziegler both, I think, really, really killed it in this film.
1: Yeah, I think they were the standouts. Yeah. Uh,
0: as far as those, well, I'll do the, my mixed ones before I do my, my least favorite <laughs> ones. Uh, so Tony, good old Ansel, um, we'll be saying his name a lot just because it's Ansel. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I liked him as a jet. I thought he did a really nice job um, in terms of like, oh, this guy could lead the jets or this guy is someone who's kind of dangerous. Um, someone to be feared because in the original, uh, film adaptation, Tony, it's very
1: 2d. <laughs> yeah.
0: Very much. You're like, Maria! <laughs> no, maybe not that bad, but you, you don't really get the sense that this guy, in like he 60s started version, a gang, like he started a gang. Yeah. Like, this guy has been like, I don't know, watching, watching rom coms since the day he was born. Um, <laughs> But in this one, I felt uh, Ansel did a very good job of kind of feeling like cool and dangerous, like someone who the Jets would listen to and respect. Because they also added a a backstory of, which isn't in the the story originally. He Mm -hmm. uh, went to prison for a year because in one of their last rumbles, he almost killed a kid with the Egyptian kings.
3: I was
0: like, uh,
1: (laughs) yeah, so I definitely like that. Whereas in the other one, it was like he just kind of left the Jets because he got. Why do you have to
0: get a job? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to grow
1: up. This is much more compelling of a reason. Um, yeah, so I thought I definitely like that backstory added to Tony. That was much more interesting.
0: As a love interest to Maria, though, I don't think he quite hit the mark. There were some. I didn't feel like him and Rachel Zegler had very good chemistry. Like the scene on their the, whole date was just very awkward. Yeah, the the train scene was very like he gets on the. It's like. You know, you you meet someone for the first time, you kind of click, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll set up and do something later. And then you do something later, and you're like, this is not working at all. That's (laughs) exactly what it felt like, except Mm. they're supposed to be head over heels. And the first time they met, like, under the bleachers, it was... The bleachers was an interesting choice, and I I, don't think it was the right choice. It felt kind of creepy to me.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. In the original, it's like, they see each other... And they have a moment and it's so quick. And then Bernardo is just like, what are you doing? You know, it makes more sense that he would be more shook up that this girl comes out from behind the bleachers, his sister with this big white guy. You know what I mean? And it gives them time to actually have a conversation instead of just like staring longingly for half a second and then they're in love. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's true, but it was a little weird. It's like, we're going to just dance us only underneath the bleachers. And also I think kind of takes away the fact that, uh, this whole thing is kind of ridiculous, you know, right. originally it's supposed to be like. <laughs> it's still a little ridiculous, yeah, but, but you go with it. But it's like, you yeah. know, originally they're supposed to be like teenagers and, you know, they're just driven by pure emotion the, the whole time. And this kind of felt Poor just hormones. my emotions, <laughs> my emotions. <laughs> and so it, it just, it felt a little strange just underneath the bleachers because it, it just didn't feel like, oh yeah, you see someone to be like immediately, I'm going to go in a secret place with them to talk to them rather than just go up to them normally and talk to them. Right. It wasn't very love at first sight, which is, you know, what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this. Oh, my
1: god. Well, gosh. they still kind of, they still like slowed things down and they're kind of looking at each other and then slowly. So I don't well,
0: know. I, w- I liked the walk where they were looking at each other, but I was just mm-hmm. hoping they would like slowly walk into the into the middle of the dance floor and do their kind of weird dance. Um,
1: <laughs> which they, they still did. They
0: still kind of did. A nod <laughs> to the
1: original choreographer, Jerome. Is that his name?
0: Yes, Jerome Robbins, which I'll talk about later. Um, But yeah, so it just felt a little, I think that's my thing with Ansel. Um, Less Rachel, much more Ansel. Like it just did not feel like love at first sight. I'm obsessed with you. Not until like I felt like the end is where I I actually felt like he was obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas she seemed very. She seems. She seemed like she liked him. I don't think she was. She subs- did kiss
1: him. That was a new. Yeah, I was that like, was whoa, a little whoa, weird. Honey. I was like,
0: oh, what? <laughs> my
1: first time out. Okay, yeah, <laughs> my I was boy. going for it. But I guess it does kind of make sense with her character being re- kind of repressed by Bernardo and feeling like I'm going to do what I want. Even I if want to be
0: happy here.
1: Yeah, maybe even go a little overboard because I'm rebelling. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So those are the character. That was the character in the middle. Uh the characters disliked. <laughs> we gotta talk about just all of the jets. Like, all of the jets. Like, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with riff. I I really did not like riff. Like, you know, it was uh, I think something that is done really well in the original, especially with all the jets, is they all have a personality. They have different names. They're they, likable, and and they look different too. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's just they like, aren't
0: all wearing the same outfit, and they have different looking faces and different looking hairstyles. And they, I didn't th- think they, they
1: all looked identical in this one. But, did so, you? Yeah, they weren't identical. They, they weren't <laughs> identical,
0: but like in, in I felt like the original, you could tell who is who, and like they had a lot more unique. A <laughs> they had a lot more uniqueness to them, and in this. They made him more like a set. You know, they kind of gave him the the grungy, greased up hair. They almost felt like a... They were greasers. I honestly got very, like, grease vibes from them. It's like they they felt like they belonged more in the Outsiders than West Side Story. Yeah. But it was just kind of, I I think that was, uh, I think for me, a big disappointment. It's not only because the Jets, you like the Jets a lot in the original. You like the Jets. They're fun. They have this personality. They got this swinging vibe. Yeah, they're being idiot kids, but at the same time, like these guys, they they have their charm to them. They're funny, and especially with Riff, who's the leader of them. I think he has like the most charm in it, and you're able to see that throughout the stories. Like Riff is a leader; he is very charismatic. He's funny. People like to to lead to him, and kind of like Tony was kind of I felt like more his right hand man, or was kind of like almost kind of like a muscle in the in in, mm-hmm. in a way, but in kind of this. You don't really get to see, I think, Riff as that fun-loving leader that gets everybody going. He kind of just seems really angsty. And I think for angry. me, angry, yeah. was, <laughs> he was very whiny. He was like, yeah, <laughs> Who are you friend of foe. They, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, they definitely had more chips of a chip on their shoulder. But that I liked that characterization of them that kind of instead of just like, oh, these random boys that are just roaming the streets. It was like. Oh no, you're you're white trash, basically. like your <laughs>
2: yeah. your dads
1: didn't make it, or the only white people that didn't make it out of this trashy neighborhood. Your moms are junkies. Like, you don't have anything in this world except each other and causing chaos because you have no control in your life, and that's all you can do. So I thought that was a much more realistic portrayal of like what where what where that kind of grouping would come out of that time, and that they've just directed this hate and angsty energy toward. A minority group. I just thought that was a much more realistic portrayal. Um, and, uh, and with that, it's like they aren't supposed to be as likable, you know, because they have, um, yeah, they have some baggage <laughs> that they uh, really should be working through in a more appropriate setting, but they can't afford therapists. So, you know, um, and I did think at first I was like, I don't know about Riff. Yeah. He just seems kind of
0: yeah. Little, <laughs> He was <laughs> like, he was very scrawny. He was very yes, scrawny. Scrawny yeah. is the word.
1: But then I'm just like but then when I was thinking of them in the context of being underdogs and it's like you know again they're not supposed to be charming they're not supposed to be likable it's like they're these yeah scrawny Irish kids that just had to make their way and he was the toughest so he got he got to lead the group kind of a thing. So that kind of I was I, I don't know if I would say one over by looking at it in that context, but that helped me understand and accept Justify. him more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but it kind of got me to that fun fact. He's not a dancer. And originally when he tried out, it's like, he was like, is there any way that you guys, Mike Faust, I think is his name or Feist or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Mike like, is Faust. there any way that I could like not dance in this? And they're like, no, no. that's absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the fact that he's able to do that dancing, like everyone there is, Everyone, doing their own dancing. Almost okay.
0: everyone in this, uh, I should say, movie or mm-hmm. even a background has been on Broadway. Just yeah.
1: A lot. But there are some varying skill levels. Like the guy that was Bernardo, he was in he was in something Broadway or off-Broadway, but it was like when he was 14 and then he was in the military for a while. Mm. So they, they all came from varying dance backgrounds, which is why it's extra cool that they all are doing their did own what stuff. They
0: did. Anyway, I,
1: that's my comment on Riff, though.
0: I think, and I think the reason why Riff is portrayed that way and the the Jets are is because they made a very distinctive um a story choice where yes in the original in the 19 in the 61 film the jets are still like in charge of the block it's their block and the sharks are the ones coming in and so trying to steal their, trying turf. To steal it, their, <laughs> their turf. turf so they're they're going to be much more macho they're going to be more fun because they're like hey we're on top we've won mm-hmm. but in this one it's very different in this one the the jets are the Jets are the minority. The Jets are like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they've already lost everything. Basically, they're this about is, to be booted out. This also, is their last literally dance, literally and figuratively. Exactly, right? exactly. It's, it's the last dance. It's Jordan's demolition. last dance. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, and so I, I think that was a a distinctive choice that that they made, the, and, and yeah, plot. I didn't like it as much because I think it made it a lot darker, um, which which I, made
1: it more realistic. Which made it more realistic. <laughs> which I liked it. it exactly.
0: Yeah, it's very gritty, but. I Gritty, think yeah. something that is very difficult throughout this film is, you really don't have anyone to root for. It's not like you're like lots oh, of great characters. You're lots just of like, gray oh, characters. oh yeah, I want. It's like I don't want the the Jets to win because they're trash, and it's just like, I don't know. You also have the cops that are like corrupt and like mm-hmm. like. There's not really a a well, good guy in this, in the sense. Well, I, and that's the thing. I actually think in this one, the Sharks are the good guys, and the Puerto Rican community in general. Like, I don't think there's like anything bad or, or, or dumb that it seems like any of them do. Like they're all just like, oh yeah, we're more upstanding citizens and these jets, we're going to beat the crud out of We're going to protect punks. our
1: community because they're, you know, antagonizing us.
0: Right. And so I, I think again, that was another choice, which I think makes the jets more irredeemable because it's not like, it's not like they're like the jets are like, Hey, like, no, this is ours. Like this is our community and you're taking it away from us. It's more like the Puerto Ricans are like, this is our community and you guys are just terrorists. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and so I, I, I think that wasn't as a good of a choice because then it doesn't establish the hate between the two groups as much. Because, I mean, by all accounts, the sharks seem super justified in everything they do. Whereas in the original, both the stage and in the, uh, the film, it, it's much more both sides need to stop hating. But I didn't get that as much in this one.
1: Well, I think, though, I guess for me, like, you know, Nate talks about who do you root for? I mean, it's like, I'm still rooting for all of them to win, but I know it's not going to (laughs) happen. Like, But really love, not just romantic love, but like love of humans to like set aside your differences. Because it's like, there is a way that you could handle this. And it's by, well, hmm, maybe that's easy for me to say not being in it. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) Talking about the sharks, uh, I think the other character that I think we didn't love as much was also Bernardo. And personally, yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I guess we probably should have opened that we are we are big fans of the original 1961. So we do have th- that bias in it very Remember much. Remember when biased. I was talking about
1: Puris and TJ? That actually applies to all of my brothers. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but something that I think, because uh, they, they did another character change, they made uh, Bernardo a boxer in this, which I also felt like kind of worked and kind of just yeah, felt it worked. like. Worked. And it's like, you know, like, he'd Instead be it, a good fighter. Like, be. yeah. Because here's the thing like, if he and Wrist just did a fist fight, uh, he would he would kill Ref in like two seconds. Right. He'd be like bang bang done. Yeah, but uh, I think something at least for this character that was missing to me was also again charisma because Bernardo I think is a character like obviously we we talked about how how the sharks in this movie have the moral high ground but like they kind of I felt him made him more to be like a violent leader be like we can only solve this problem through violence that's the only way and I felt like he was missing his charm which is something I think if you if you've seen the 1961 original. Bernardo is very, very smooth.
1: He's very suave. But see, I like that this Bernardo is more gritty. Again, I'm like, he's not this wambly, pambly, whatever. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm a boxer and I'm going to fight for my people. So it's just a different take. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't, I guess I'm more neutral, though, about him. I'm not like, I wasn't like in love with him, but I was like, yeah, no, I was fine with it. I I think
0: it was not his gritty take that I disliked more. It was just his relationship with everyone. Like him and Anita's relationship didn't seem very good him and Maria's relationship didn't seem very much and him and Riff's relationship didn't seem
1: <laughs> well their relationship was never old. good in either of the movies yeah <laughs> exactly but, but just
0: not like it's it was missing like we talked about it was missing mm-hmm. that tension between him and Riff like you didn't like they're like oh they hated each other but you didn't really get the sense that they hated each other it was
1: more about what they're doing like oh what you're doing as a whole to my community and then his anger toward Tony that got muddied in with
0: Exactly. I think there's a really quick, there's just this, there's a very uh, big scene in the original where, where they meet up to talk about the rumble. They meet at Doc's place. And so that's a, that's the kind of quote neutral Neutral. location. And it's a big moment for them to show how much they hate each other, to show Doc's rolling, to show Tony's rolling, to show the cops rolling it. Like this is actually, I think a really important scene. And I think they gloss that over in the new one um, where they just, at, at the dance they just all go into the bathroom and it's kind of really weird it feels like a horror movie almost it's <laughs> also very awkward <laughs> yeah you're just kind of like and the it doesn't bathroom. seem very it just is kind of like very quick like okay let's get this over with we just don't want to deal with you as opposed to developing like why we hate each other um yeah much more sh- a little too much uh show i think they needed a little more tell
1: i think they were hoping maybe with that opening scene of showing all the vandalizing that the that the Jets were doing, excuse me, yeah, that the Jets were doing, yeah. um, that that was kind of meant to to show, oh, this is where all this hatred and tension is coming from. But yeah, you didn't see that as much between maybe the the individual characters, but it's kind of like, this has been building, this tension has been building, and now we're going to do something about it.
0: Which is why it kind of felt flat for me when okay. Riff and Bernardo died, as I'm like, well, and it was also really weird to me how they started fighting. I don't know, if, maybe we'll get into that a bit later, though. But I think I, I kind of think we can transition now. If okay. you, you mentioned that opening. I think we mm-hmm. need to. I want to talk about specific musical numbers that, for me, I think some were very good, and then some that fell very flat for me. Starting like to solve, the opening. <laughs> the opening was, uh, I think, very very flat for me as well. Sorry, I, I know we keep throwing back to the 1961 original, but if you have you not gotta. seen the 1961 <laughs> original, please check it out before, because or maybe
1: after. But check out. Before, but yeah. please
0: just just check it out. But the the opening of, of the original one really sets the tone for the entire film, and it's a five minute uh, orc- orchestral, uh ballad. Orchestral. Yeah, or- orchestral. orchestral ballad, orchestral, yeah, orchestral ballad, and it really sets up. <laughs> in it, you really see. I think you see the relationship with the Jets really well. You see the relationship with the Sharks, and it turns into this massive. And you get their brawl. personalities as well. That mm. they're both both sides are kind of suave jokesters but like you kind of can tell that the jets are the ones being a little bit more antagonistic
2: Mm -hmm. and Um. it's
0: i think it's a great way to set up this it's a very good uh example of showing versus telling and it it completely sets up the story and it's very entertaining and musically it's very well done and i kind of felt like with this it gets cut down to to three minutes because in in the opening the original a lot of dancing, and I think a, a lot of clever dancing, if you want to talk about uh, right. choreography right now. But, I would love to. But, <laughs> yeah, I would think th- that was something I felt was very missing because in this new version, three minutes, basically all they do is, like, walk down the street, see the Puerto Rican flag, and then vandalize it. And no, that's no, about first it. they
1: steal paint, they and steal then paint. they take the thing off the, the Puerto Rican sign. I think it's there's just...
0: A, there's about... Thirty seconds of dancing. Let's not forget that. <laughs>
1: it's definitely it's a different focus, right? I mean, it's less iconic dancing wise, but I think again, it's setting it's setting the tone for the plot of the story and focusing on the 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 foundation of the hatred between the two, and less about the dance number. Which, like, obviously, those are integral to to West Side Story. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't mad about the direction, and I think they did a good job with the music and the visuals and going to different with the set stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a different, obviously it's a very different opening number than the original.
0: What's, do you want to go into choreography? Yeah. So, so just in general, um, so Jerome Robbins is the one who both directed and choreographed the,
1: original. the stage.
0: And then he oh, was yeah. there for um, the film. And the thing is the, the guy is insane, both in a good way and a bad way Correct. in the sense of he, you know, there's this incredible dancing and choreography, but he was that just way. like ballet, especially very ballet influenced. but he was just so hard on everybody that they all hated him. Like he's just (laughs) a perfectionist and he was, they haven't actually fired him from the, from the original one uh, after he had done all the dance numbers. Luckily, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fortunately. uh, But the thing, and what was so quintessential about West Side Story, both on stage and in the 1961 is that uh, it is a dance musical. Like they tell the story uh, through dance um, and and dance is such an integral part of uh, what forms the characters of showing those emotions as Nate was saying. And so this uh, they made a choice in this movie throughout the entire movie, not just the opening uh, scene, I think, uh, to that the dancing wasn't going to move the story. Their dancing wasn't going to show it. There was going to be some, but they were going to move the story along in their own ways with the cinematography, with the lighting. Um, and to me, um, I didn't like that. I, not because, I don't think it's, it was bad. I don't think they did a bad job with what they did. To me, it just wasn't true to West Side Story. Like that dance scene is what makes West Side Story. West Side Story, and especially in the 1961 version, what's made it iconic for these last sixty years, uh, in my opinion.
1: I think um, even though with that opening number specifically, it's less dance focused. I actually personally disagree and felt like the dance num- the other dance number is still held up. Um, of course, it's it's a little bit different. Um, we have a different choreographer, Justin Peck, but he was um in the New York Ballet himself and I think their main chore- choreographer still even though he doesn't dance anymore um and he is very familiar with jo- Jerome Robbins' work and so there definitely are nods to that throughout um but I still think it stood up to the original in dancing it wasn't exactly the same and maybe not as OP as Jerome's was um but dancing is still a big part of the story for me and you know for a for a story that's about two rival gangs and like a Romeo and Juliet esque thing, there's a lot of dancing where there could not have been, but it, it's a, there's supposed to be a lot of dancing because it's West Side Story. So I just disagree on that. That's that was all. tough
0: for me because I think America. Um, I like the original America. I think was the best dancing number by far in this one. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Um, I, I didn't like the guys dancing as much. With this that, that's a different thing, more story. But then like Officer Krupke, um, I think I that, was that was more
1: clever though.
0: I think it was less the dancing in that one and more the jets that I disliked. But I think my biggest thing was the opening sequence again. I feel like we were missing a lot of dancing there and then cool. Um, because there was no dancing in Cool. Well, mm-hmm. no,
1: it was just a different, it was a very different, instead of like a group, it was like the two of them kind of going but back and forth. But they only danced, I feel it like, was, for like
0: 30 seconds. It was it's more of a mm-hmm. less dancing and be like, I'm going to run away and be like, you want this gun? I'm running away. Come catch me.
1: Yes, but it was still in time with the music. You know, it was very intentional and stylized. But it was, so, less,
0: it was less dancing. I felt like... It was definitely yeah, it less was dancing
1: like, than the original, but it's a different, again, it's a different take. So. It's a different take. And <laughs> I thought it was cool. But, oh, oh, I didn't even, guys, I didn't even plan that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, I would agree that. With TJ? uh, Yeah, so. uh, I was like, let's clarify for our (laughs) listeners. I know. I I was going to say, the opening number, I would say big difference, uh, I think does change up the story. Obviously, it's a different story. Officer Krupke, I felt, was a completely different song. And I, I think they chose to highlight, I think they chose, like Rachel's been saying, you know this this story's a it's this West Side story is a lot more realistic and right. I think they mm-hmm. chose to focus on the realistic elements of it. It'd mm-hmm. be like oh yeah, all these people's lives are kind of terrible. They're they're really terrible. It's a very depressing story. It's complex. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a complex <laughs> scenario.
0: And so like instead of that song being I think fun, it was a lot more I like felt, satirical and witty. Yes, this is more true. just like everything sucks. You're like oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is your life, huh? And I felt like uh, it was a missed opportunity to make us, to let us, tell us about the Jets more and let us into the lives of the Jets in a way that we can understand them better. I felt instead of giving them humor, it kind of gave them, I think it made them even more antagonizing. More dangerous. Well, but
1: it did help you understand the better. This is why, this is why they are the way they are. Um, you know, whether that's justifiable or not, is kind of up to you to decide. But yeah, it definitely, there's less humor there for sure. And more satire to, to TJ's point. Mm-hmm. Or less
0: satire, I think, in the sense of like...
1: Well, I—that's I comedy because like, I, sa- I think
0: satirical is like ha I
1: always thought that until I saw that *Planet of the Apes* is classified as satirical, and really? I'm like, that's not, funny. so it's a dark, it's a dark humor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah, definitely that's like an ironic. It's funny, but it's not like haha, but not funny. You know what I mean? Anyway, mm.
0: and then I would say there's there's other th- three other songs too, of which TJ mentioned that I think did change the story also a little bit. One is America. Now this my my critique of America mm. isn't really. Uh, uh, like TJ said, the dancing I think is phenomenal in this and I think, it, I, think I think it's probably their best well-performed number because right. it's, it's one of the biggest numbers. They include a lot of people and it, it's, it's very well done. It, it's entertaining to watch but it does change. Sorry, I, I know I keep going back to the original. Gotta go back. <laughs> it, it changes the, the, the setting of it and the placement of where it originally takes place.
1: True, true. Yeah, not the rooftop.
0: I think fundamentally changes the story and instead of kind of I almost felt like America in the original gave more of a critique that was give, that was almost a critique song in the original 1961, but it was a fun critique song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This, I didn't really feel like it was really a critique song. It was kind of, it was just kind of there to be like, Oh, some people love America. Some people hate it. And I don't really felt like it had the impact that it originally once had. I think it's just the guys in it, especially were less important. Just be again with the setting, like, the girls just showed up. You didn't recognize or remember any of them except Anita. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recognized Bernardo and, and maybe a couple of the other sharks, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as like, just, I guess, expressive. I don't know if that's the way for it. I mean, it, it's the exact same lyrics and everything, but I think the thing was, and and this is something that comes up later in the show, like at the very end after the, the assault scene, um, uh, Anita is like, I'm not an American. That, yeah, I was I'm like Puerto Rican. That's
1: what I think. That line made that first number impactful because she was totally on board Team America, and then she wasn't, and that—that's when you're like, oh no, well, what have they and, done?
0: And see, that's a—that was to me for it was the opposite for it, where like I during America, I never actually felt like any of them liked America.
1: In this, uh, in this, in the uh, new
0: one, right? Like, gotcha. like it really didn't. And I think, again, that was some stylistic things. And that was, again, kind of what, to Nate's point where I didn't feel like it was a debate between uh, people who liked America, like the girls liking America and the guys not liking it. Mm-hmm. It really felt more like, oh, a, a, well, this song was in the original and it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. So we have to do it as opposed. Like, I really didn't get the feel that Anita liked America oh, in really? America. Okay. And so then when she was like, I'm Puerto Rican at the end, I'm like, well, yeah, we, we, I saw that coming.
1: Oh, so, you know, I've definitely felt like, oh, yeah, she's for sure more America. So that made it, that statement at the end more Well I Well, I think
0: it's because how it started, because when it started, Bernardo's just kind of like, oh, yeah. like, And, you know, Maria's like, I want to be happy here. And he's like, uh, you won't like it there. Like, Puerto Rico's awesome. And Anita's just kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And then she just starts singing kind of randomly, like in the. I think they just needed a little more banter between the two of them and more build up, more build up to it, and for and that
1: particular for scene. that one to
0: make it seem like she was more invested in it, because it really, I didn't really feel her investment. Mm, okay, Well, that's a, it's an interesting point. TJ, I know you already talked about cool, but I kind of just want to mention, like we talked about how some songs are they're they're placed differently. Because mm. yeah, actually, in all three versions, the stage version. 1961 version, this version. They're all in different they're places. All, they're all yeah. in different places. Yeah, it's so funny. I did feel cool was in the wrong place. I think it works better as a reactionary song rather than the before song. And also, uh, we, you know, the rumble happens and then we get I Feel Pretty. And that yeah, that, me, that's like it is in the stage version, by the way, mm-hmm. though, yeah. that is like in the stage version. But to me, it felt really jarring it's to go super out of place. It was very <laughs> jarring to go from like, oh, two people just got murdered to be like, I feel great about myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I
1: mean, and maybe that I mean, I'm sure it was intentional, that contrast. Right. But I kind of was like, oh, no, like because I'm like, I can't really revel in her happiness because I know that it's doomed. Right. Because
0: like, after they die, you're just like, I, I'm You're done. like, it's all downhill
1: <laughs> from here, although it does facilitate the lyric change which is more pleasant when it, in the movie because they changed the placement of I feel pretty they said I feel pretty and witty and gay and I pity any girl who isn't me today, today. whereas it, they can say in this other one I feel pretty and witty and bright right. I pity any girl who isn't me tonight so you get to d- get yeah, to yeah, eradicate yeah. the kind of an antiquated definition of gay <laughs> right <laughs> so there's that um and then but, oh. go ahead no you okay well uh, about cool though I think, though, a, a point that I actually read about in an article um, was talking about how in the original movie, it's like they say cool after or they sing cool after, you know, the rumble. And you're kind of like antsy to be like, OK, but what's where is Maria and where's like Tony? Like what's happening with them? And it can feel you can be like, OK, yeah, yeah, the Jets, whatever. But what about the main characters? So it eliminates the that song getting in the way of that. Potentially. So I thought that was an interesting yeah, That's point. a
0: good point. I, I think for me, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, the, 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 like where you care about the jets more in the original. So like, and especially like baby John and Arab, like they have the scene in the original where like baby mm-hmm. John's crying, like it's like people are dead. And like, this is really hard mm-hmm. and you're really feeling that because of kind of everything that had happened earlier. And so for at least for me, I was mm-hmm. like, I wanted to know how the jets were doing in the original because I, I cared about them. Whereas in this one, Mm -hmm. I definitely see your point where it's like, yeah, I'm like, let's just, let's move on with Tony Maria. Like, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to get stuck anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they did a bad job with cool in this one in terms of, I can see why they tried to place it where they did. Mm -hmm. But again, the buildup, I think was missing a little bit more where it's like, if like you saw Riff going crazy, like I'm going to shoot somebody Mm -hmm. Then it makes a little more sense. It's like, hey, let's calm it down. Be cool. And I actually don't mind what they were trying to do there. I I just liked it better in the original. Okay. And then the the final song that I think also had a a significant change to it was Somewhere. Because originally it's sung by Tony and Maria. And it's kind of in the stage version. It actually is also sung by someone else um, who's not. uh, It's uh, Consuela, I think her name was. Um, But Again, yeah, I, I think you're right. It 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 feels it, it, it did have a change, but for me personally, I felt like it, it did work. It just it changed the meaning of the song rather than be mm-hmm. only about Tony and Maria. It's like no, for all the couples in the world, the world that are kind of fighting against this uh, discrimination and regime, it's like no, there's a place for out for us somewhere. And I think it was. I think it was after everything that happened in this movie. I think it was a good moment for everybody to reflect. And like, mm-hmm. obviously it only showed certain characters, but I think it was a, a good moment to be like, there is weight to this situation now. People have actually died. And even if you haven't mm-hmm. cared about all of these characters, I felt like it was a good moment to show the, the real consequences of everything, even mm-hmm. though it's just this one uh, small story happening.
1: Right. I do think, so I guess that's something that we didn't mention um, with Valentina, because they have, so they have the store shop owner's wife, the widow, Valentina, being the one who sings the song. And we were talking about this with some family earlier and posed the idea that because that actress was the original Anita, maybe they wanted to give her, you know, some time and a nod and she can still sing quite well in her 90s. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they gave her that song instead of um, Tony and Maria. But I just, and and it does add a new element to it because it's like she's in a, what is it, a mixed race marriage with her husband who's now passed away and it kind of brings that complexity to to the situation and like Nate was talking about puts that, that despair in a broader context, but it would have been cool to have Maria and Tony bring it back because it is powerful t- for the for two them. lovers and the parts to be. So I wish I, I liked that they did have Valentina do it. I thought that was cool, but I wish they could have added a little bit more of Tony and Maria as well to kind of round it out.
0: Yeah. And so that was a, uh, that was definitely, that was definitely something that I noticed as well. And I thought was very, um, I I liked it, it was different and Mm -hmm. it wasn't, I couldn't really decide which one was better in my Mm -hmm. mind. So one one of the changes I was
3: more okay with. This is a surprise I think that all of you were not expecting, (laughs) but there's actually been a, somebody lurking around in the background here. Yeah, see, I I have no idea what I'm doing here actually. <laughs> but um this is um I guess I should just introduce myself as Uncle Dave, right? Yeah. Uncle Dave's here mm-hmm. and uh I've been, you know, keeping tabs on these guys with their podcast over the months. And uh oh, I guess I paid for us going to the um, <laughs> to uh, West Side Story the other night. So I guess <laughs> that gives me an opportunity to maybe, you know, throw in two bits or three bits worth here. Anyway, so I didn't, didn't even know whether I was going to try to say anything, but, um, I just, as they were talking about somewhere, I thought I'd throw in my, my take on that. And you, and you almost, I think got to the, to the point of how I would probably stage it if I were asked to do somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I really liked the, the somewhere in the 61, um, with the, with the, their, their, them singing it together but i did understand the take on it with valentina doing it to it so probably what i would have done is Mm -hmm. put all three of them into it Yeah. and then have and actually not have them any of them be together so that like at the end you have them each in their own place Mm -hmm. singing somewhere from their perspective yeah i think that Mm -hmm. probably could have brought all of these things that we were that we were wanting to see in that number together mm-hmm. rather than just having Valentina do it.
1: Yeah, that would have added some power. And as they're reflecting on it in their own individual way. Yeah. And for a little context, Dave uh, sings himself and has done dancing in the past and different, uh, been involved in different musicals. So he's kind of bringing that perspective as well um, to the to the. West Side Story. Well, so.
3: I'm not, no, I'm not going to go back over all the stuff that you've, you've done. Now. <laughs> no. I do have my opinions, which agree and disagree with what's been said before, mm-hmm. but you know, this, that's, that's what's going to happen with the remake. That just goes with the territory. It's
1: polarizing. Yep. Thanks, mm-hmm. Dave.
3: Yeah. Dave could have also given us
0: even more on, uh, more in depth on the dancing the choreography, the original production, even the history of it. But TJ did his cover on it. So we don't want to replay that but thank Sorry. you Dave, for your comment
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: I was gonna say though just adding on to the character of Valentina and this is also a comparison to the original something I felt was missing at the ending you know right before she tells Tony that oh Maria is dead because that's what Anita told her in, in the original you have this moment of you have Doc he gives kind of this speech t- to Tony he actually hits him and he's like is this, is this the only way to get through to you mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this moment where kind of doc gives this speech of like think about your reality right now think about everything that's going on do you really want this is this the life that you want to choose and it kind of i think grounds the story a little bit into reality even though this story is kind of very ridiculous and a uh, and, uh, at
1: least in the romance department, as we've discussed.
0: Right. And It was kind of, I think it was a moment for the character of Tony to kind of just stop and think, be like, what am I really doing right now? Like, am I really getting my, letting my emotions get the best of me? And it was like, I think a good moment of reflection that kind of adds to that, that deeper theme, to the ending that that Maria gives. But in this version, we don't really get that speech at all from from Valentina at all. It's just kind of like, hey... I'm well, sorry, Maria's dead. <laughs> I think she tries, mm-hmm. but she only has one line. They only gave her one line. The, the life is more important than love. I think that's what they were trying yeah, to do. But uh-huh. They didn't give her anything else. Um, They only In gave her the moment. like, hey, let's just stay here. Life is more important than love. Yeah, Maria's dead. Uh, instead of like, I I think it was the script. They could have made it a little more powerful.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that speech by Doc. I think... um. I don't know. They they had other talks he and Valentina did at different points. And I think that's true. Maybe they thought, oh, we kind of fleshed Tony out more in other areas. And so now we're just going to kind of let him build up the momentum here and go run with it, even though we all know how it's going to end. But that's a good point. Nate.
0: And I think Maria's speech at the end has a similar thing. I think um, the lines Natalie Wood had in the original just flowed a little bit better to be like, because like, in this one, Rachel Zengler was just like, "I have hate too. I can kill too." Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Natalie the other lid was like, "Like, how many bullets are left?" Like, um, mm-hmm. because it was your hate that killed all of them, you know, Bernardo, Tony, and Riff. It's like, well, guess what? Now I have hate. Mm-hmm. I can kill. It was just a lot more impactful with her and the gun, and, and there was also more build up to it at the yeah, end, which wasn't true. as much in this version.
1: Yeah, it did seem a little bit like, I mean, I knew that was coming, but yeah, it would have been nice to be built up a little something's bit more.
0: Something's coming. <laughs> you might say
1: something's coming.
0: <laughs> uh, but it uh, wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I know we could probably talk more about this, but looking at the the time for this podcast, which is normally, this is uh, longer than normally our podcasts go. I think we need to move into the ratings. That's I, true. I do have another comment to make, but I don't say do, See, that's the thing. You realize like, we're just as passionate about this as we are. Even things like Star Wars. Star Wars, again, is, is higher, I still think. <laughs> um, but, but this is something especially very dear to my heart. So I, if you have more questions, more opinions that you want to hear from us, like shoot us an email, DM us, um, let us know. We'd love to rant further. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we need to get into Radiance before this turns into a three-hour podcast.
3: I, I do try to remind them that there is such a thing as too much talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Dave.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Dave. But Rachel, start us off with uh, what's your rating? Uh, obviously, do the star system that Christian yes, normally does.
1: That's true. Um, contrary to my brothers, I really enjoyed this. I thought even though the original is a classic and it brings a lot to the table and you can't have the remake without the original... Um, You know, sometimes it comes across as a little, especially now in today's day and age, a little obtuse, a little cheesy sometimes. Um,
0: Very cheesy. (laughs) And so
1: I just felt yeah, like this one was more realistic and in that way can be more impactful to future generations because it's more relatable. Um, So I really liked it and I'm giving it four and a half stars.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That is spicy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I can go next. So I, I've been struggling with this all, uh, like, for the whole couple since of days since the the I movie. saw it. I was like, how am I going to rate this? Um, so I eventually came up with two ways of one rating it uh, on its own, and then one in relation to the original. Um,
1: okay, I think that's fair, TJ.
0: <laughs> and so in relation to the original, naturally I'm going to be a lot more harsh. Um, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 10. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, savage. <laughs> um,
0: I just... Um, and this goes into my rating on its own. I think the themes of the story and just the theme of, uh, of it all, I think the original hits those themes much better than the new one does. The new one, I think, handles different themes and uh, tells a different story, uh, which isn't bad, but it's just, I think, not, not true to, to the essence of the story in, in my opinion. Um, and so for on its own, though, how well the new one does, um, I'm actually going to give this a 7 out of 10. Um, uh, I think they, they tried a lot of things. And I, I think they actually did manage to capture a lot of things. I don't think those things were true to the story, to the original story, um, but they didn't do a bad job of it. I think the biggest thing for me is why I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. Obviously, little things with characters not really connecting and whatnot, but, and some script issues. But I think the biggest thing for me is I'm like, uh, I, I wouldn't watch this movie again. Like, I don't have anything that compels me to watch this again because I, mm-hmm. I just am depressed. And in the first one, I don't get depressed until the end, uh, in <laughs> <laughs> the original. For me, I'm, uh, I'm going with a probably. Like, obviously. Oh, wow. That's pretty low. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I do have a lot of love for the original and I I know my bias is in that rating. And I think this new one, like Tito said, this new one deals with different themes than the original, which you can't really compare and contrast those, or you can't really say they're the same thing because they are different things. But at the same time, I feel like this new one isn't as entertaining to be honest, because I was thinking if I had never seen West Side Story before, It'd be kind of there's uh, I'd be kind of hard to to fully get into it because it's darker and grittier. And I think because of the, that change to that more realistic tone, it makes it harder to follow. Because I would say West Side Story is it's an intense story. It's not for the faint of heart.
1: Either way, it's intense. But yeah
0: I feel like this one is even more intense than your original and kind of would have moments where like, I just got to I got to stop because this is a little too much right now. And because of that, that kind of lowers it a little for me because it's just a little too much and it's a little too intense. And then also kind of like TJ, like some things fell flat for me. Some musical numbers fell flat for me. Some characters I didn't love. While there was really good characters in them, I didn't feel like they overpowered the negative characters. And so that's why I'm going to give it a probably. But then probably my biggest bias, which has nothing to do with Oh, the original, I would say, it's just a sad story. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say like... I'm glad you admitted to bias, like,
1: which is fair. <laughs>
0: I had a friend say to me, he's like, you know, Les Mis is like, it's very much also a tragedy, but that one like kind redem- ends... Oh,
1: it's very redemptive. It's very, very redemptive. It ends mm-hmm. with hope.
0: This is just, it, it's just a bummer. You're just like, <laughs> I feel sad after this. And like, you know, usually like, you know, the, the music and the, all the artistic stuff, like usually that builds it up. But after this, you're just like... I'm bummed now. I'm really bummed. And so this one, I felt more bummed than the original. Like, kind (laughs) of like TJ said, first act of the original, I could watch over and over and be like, this is amazing. This one, I'm like, I just feel sad the entire time.
1: I mean, I guess maybe an element of hope is you look at the modern world now and there's a lot less of that. Well, not to the same extent that there was, (laughs) perhaps, and then at that time. And Maria doesn't kill herself because... Like Juliet does, yeah. because she, life it because life is more life important than is more love. More important <gasps> than love. Yes. So maybe crime there's doesn't
0: pay. <laughs> crime doesn't. Pay. It doesn't. It's like maybe
1: they'll stop. Maybe this is what it takes for them to not be as horrible to each other. We don't get to see that, but that's what I choose to believe. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I deal with it. Nate, can you really quickly remind me the scale of your ratings? Yeah, it's
0: probably Since the it's second a, to bottom. No, no, it goes so highest is a have, mm-hmm. then it's need, then should. Then probably, then could, then, then don't. don't.
1: Okay, so there's six and probably is third from the bottom, yeah, everybody. Yeah,
0: probably is a, a good, the solid middle.
1: Oh, you're right. It is the middle. Third from the bottom of oh, six <laughs> is the middle. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. All
0: right. So, yeah, those are our thoughts on the new West Side Story. Let us know what you guys think of it. But uh, as it's, this podcast comes to an end, we got to play the quote one more time. One last time.
1: For the last time. One minute I'm in Central Park.
3: And then I'm down on the last street. What the heck? I found the ballery to St. Mark's. Uh, a beat.
0: With that, that brings us to the end of this episode. I'm just gonna apologize. Our episodes normally aren't this long. But for all you true fans out there, this is uh It's an in-depth podcast. It is. There's much to say. (laughs) With that end, I just want to say thank you to all of you who listen out there. We really appreciate all you guys. If you want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Quotes and Stuff Pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we reveal it, we'll give you a shout out want a chance to reach out to throw you can also do that through email that's at quotes and stuff pod at gmail.com send us an email of your guys' thoughts uh, on any of the things we talk about or any suggestions you might have of things you want us to talk
2: about once again thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time adios
1: Da-da-da-da-da.